Welcome to the fourth week of our series based on the letters of Jesus. So far, we have heard about Jesus, Son of God, Jesus, our Eucharist, and Jesus, our Savior. This week, we will be looking at the U in Jesus' name. The U in this series stands for Unite, and specifically for how we are united in baptism. Catholics grow up doing a lot of things that simply become habit. We don't think twice about them. We rarely question them or try to learn why we do them. For someone who is just being introduced to the Catholic practices, though, it can appear that we do some weird things. Here is a list of 10 weird things that Catholics do. Number one, go vegetarian on Fridays. Number two, get down on one knee before we sit in a pew. Number three, dig up bodies to see if they have decomposed. Number four, fast for an hour before receiving the Eucharist because we need to prepare space. Number five, transport human bones or relics so everyone can experience them. Number six, wear ashes on our forehead on Ash Wednesday. Number seven, say some parts of the Mass in Latin and other parts in English. Number eight, eat the body and blood of Jesus. Number nine, pay money to light a candle. And number 10, dip our hands in a communal bowl of water as we enter a church. Have you ever thought about the holy water at the entrance of the church? During this time of pandemic, we don't have them out because of the danger and the risk, but blessing ourselves with holy water as we enter the church is something most Catholics have done their whole lives. If you're not Catholic, it may seem pretty weird to dip your hand in holy water and then put it on your face. But if you're a Catholic and are living your faith intentionally, you know it's a huge blessing. Holy water helps us overcome temptation and the works of the devil. The prayer used to bless holy water petitions God so that, quote, every delusion and wickedness of the devil and all unclean spirits may fly and depart, end quote. The devil flees the moment holy water touches us, not by magic, but by the power of the Holy Spirit promised to us. Holy water reminds us of our baptism, the moment we accepted our invitation to a relationship with God and his church. If we are baptized as infants and our parents accepted this invitation for us and promised to raise us with an awareness of this great invitation, baptism is a pure gift to us from God and is not given to us because of anything that we have accomplished. Therefore, anyone, no matter how young or old, who has never been baptized, is able to come and receive the sacrament. Think of the great gift you you have been given. Maybe it was the Father's Day gift you were given last week. If it wasn't another tie, you know, just kidding. The gift of baptism far exceeds any gift, the greatest gift that we've ever been given, and any other that we could imagine. God invites each of us into a relationship where we are known and loved. When we are baptized, we gain a family called the church. We may think of the church as a place we simply go on Sundays, but this definition falls way short. At its depth, the church is a people, the body of Christ. When we are baptized, we are adopted by God. We become his son or daughter and are united to one another as sisters and brothers no matter what our earthly family looks like, we now have an eternal family. We belong. 
when we become members of the body of Christ, we become intimately united with Jesus and one another. We call it a mystical union because it is different than any other union we can experience. The bond is greater than the bond between our biological or adopted family. It's greater than the bond we experience with our closest friends. It's even greater than the bond between a husband and a wife. It is a union that even death cannot separate. Within the mystical body of Christ are the baptized on earth, those in purgatory, and the saints in heaven. We are all united in a mystical way and will one day be fully united in heaven. As we all know, belonging to a family is so much more than a one-and-done event. Once you are baptized, you are always baptized and will always belong to the church. However, our relationship with Christ and our spiritual family must be maintained and nurtured. We must continue to say yes to the invitation to a deeper relationship with Jesus. When each of us were baptized, we were anointed, just as Jesus was as priest, prophet, and king. Those are the roles that we are to carry out in our everyday life as we follow in Jesus' footsteps. I think most of us have the understanding that the priest is the one who stands at the altar and through certain words and signs performs religious rites. But all of us in our baptism share in the priesthood of Jesus. That means that when we come to the Eucharist, it isn't just the priest who is offering the Mass. It's all of us together, giving of ourselves, giving our sacrifices to God. We are also a prophet when we share the good news of Jesus Christ with those around us by our words and by our actions. We exercise this kingly responsibility and duty by our leadership in our homes, where we work, in our community, virtually everywhere, in our attempt to make each of those a place of justice, peace, and love, taking every opportunity we have to share the good news of Jesus. In baptism, God chooses us. John quotes Jesus in the gospel saying, It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you. Jesus chose you. He invited you and continues to invite you to be known and loved within his family. Sometimes we think we're the ones doing all the work. We're the ones pursuing God by coming to church, praying every day, and inviting others to church. The idea that we're the ones initiating, though, is backwards. Jesus chooses you, invites you, and, and pursues you first. While we definitely accepted this invitation on our baptism, we renew our commitment every time we receive Jesus in the Eucharist. Every good act and inspiration to turn towards God is initiated by God. And it's through that invitation that we are united to God and each other. You accept his invitation every time you're inspired to pray or spend time with him in the sacred scriptures. You accept his invitation when you come to Mass. You accept that invitation every time you share the good news of Jesus Christ. When we recognize that God always initiates and extends the invitation, it should make us grateful. As our gratitude grows, we begin to realize that God is unceasingly inviting us into a relationship with him. And in turn, we should be inviting others. We never have to be isolated. If we are, it's because we're choosing to ignore this invitation from God in our life. 
The Lord has given the church the gift of baptism to bring about our salvation, which is why it is so important for us to share this good news with as many people as we can. So my challenge to you this week is to find out the date of your baptism, if you don't know it already, and begin to celebrate it as your rebirth as a child of God. Reminisce and think back to your baptism. If you were baptized as an infant, ask your parent or guardian what that day was like. If your parent or guardian is no longer with us, reminisce about what they told you about your baptism. Look at pictures or mementos from that time and that day. That day when God chose you and you became a member of the church. Think about how you were united to Christ and his church. Asking our Lord how you can serve him. Our world is hurting and divided. Be united with God and one another in love.